98K News. It's one o'clock on Ben Chade headlines. Two policemen have their convictions overturned for beating up Occupy activist Ken Zeng. Yunlong residents propose an alternative march route for tomorrow's protest. And there is a plunge in new private flat developments. The Court of Appeal has cleared two officers and cut the prison terms of five others over the beating up of activist Ken Zeng during the 2014 Occupy movement. The case drew widespread attention after video footage emerged showing the attack. Timmy Sung reports. In quashing the conviction of Constable Lao Hingpui and Detective Constable Wong Waiho, the judge said neither of them were identified in video footage or other evidence by witnesses in the original trial. They said the pair's conviction stemmed from the identification made only by the judge, which was insufficient for a guilty verdict. As for the other five officers, the court said the starting point of the original sentences was excessive and reduced the terms of Chief Inspector Wong Cho Sing and Senior Inspector Lao Chuk Ngai to 18 months, while the terms for Sergeant Park Wing Pan and Constable Kwang Ka Ho were reduced to 15 months. The sentence for Constable Chan Siu Tang was cut to 16 months. All seven policemen were originally given two-year prison terms in 2017 for causing actual bodily harm. They were granted bail for the appeal after serving several months of their sentences. The Appeal Board on Public Meetings and Processions will decide this afternoon whether to overturn a police ban on an anti-violence protest in Yunlong tomorrow. The police say the event posed a severe risk to public order and more than a thousand people objected to it. But the march organizer has said it will go ahead regardless of the appeal. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Zhang says Yunlong people support a peaceful protest. A lot of Yunlong residents, long-time residents, uh, have spoken out and they have told the public that they really would support their coming to Yunlong, but not to uh, cause more violence because the very nature, I think, uh, for the uh, march in Yunlong is anti-violence. Uh, it is because of violence that has motivated more people to come out to uh, support Yunlong and return it to a peaceful community. Meanwhile, four Yunlong residents are making an alternative application for a march. They are proposing a safer route from Yunlong to Longping MTR station via Kaoyuk Road, which they said involves less contact with villagers. They said they are expecting a turnout of 50,000 people and have arranged 30 marshals. Here is one of the residents, Lam Chun. Actually, under these circumstances, we we don't have any uh, confidence to uh, let the police can successfully uh, accept our apply. But we are with three, uh, four people because have a belief, and uh, we don't ha- uh, want Saturday have any any conflicts or between the the peoples or or uh, or protests. That's why we we just stand out to to force out this message. A top Beijing advisor says the central government will not order the PLA to intervene here unless it sees the spread of territory-wide riots. Lao Xiukai, the vice president of the Chinese Association of Hong Kong and Macau Studies, says Beijing still has faith in Carrie Lam's administration and the police to deal with the ongoing protests. 
to deploy PLA to Hong Kong is a very serious matter, which should be done only as a last resort, considering the scale and the number of people involved in the violent activities. Beijing still sees this as controllable, and that the Hong Kong police should be able to master the situation. In any case, even though the basic law and the garrison law allow the PLA to be deployed in Hong Kong, politically, it will be a big event for everyone. So, unless Beijing sees Hong Kong as becoming un- uncontrollable. I would say that Beijing still will rely on Hong Kong government, Hong Kong police, and on Hong Kong people's preference for stability and order to gradually restore state of normality in Hong Kong. Government data shows property developers have started far fewer projects in recent months. According to the Housing Bureau, developers started building about 1,700 homes in the second quarter, down 26% from the previous quarter and just over 80% from the same period last year. But 5,700 flats were completed between April and the end of June, which was down just 6.5% year-on-year. The government said its projection that around 93,000 private homes will come on the market in the next three to four years remains unchanged. Turning overseas, European Union leaders have hit back at Boris Johnson's demand to remove the Irish backstop from the Brexit withdrawal agreement. In a phone call with the new British Prime Minister, the Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker stressed the deal couldn't be changed. The bloc's chief negotiator, Michel Barnier, has called the demand unacceptable. More details from the BBC's Damien Grammaticus in Brussels. I think the EU side have seen uh, and think they've seen Boris Johnson paint himself into an even tighter corner than Theresa May uh, was in with the the preconditions he's setting, that saying that absolutely no way can he live with that Irish backstop, the insurance policy, uh, that the only route to a deal now is through scrapping that uh, and talking of no deal. So the EU, I think, unmoved by what it sees as threats and also unmoved by what it sees as an attempt to pin the blame on the EU. The U.S. government has ordered its first execution for 16 years. Five people found guilty of federal crimes, including rape and murder, will be put to death in December and January. Making the announcement, the Attorney General William Barr said further executions would follow. The BBC's Anthony Zercher reports from Washington. The federal death penalty is relatively limited in scope, making its imposition a rare occurrence. For the most part, capital punishment is carried out by U.S. states, although many have been moving away from the practice. While there has been no formal moratorium on the death penalty at the federal level, a combination of administrative inertia and procedural obstacles has meant that executions have effectively ground to a halt. Attorney General William Barr appears set to change that, saying the Justice Department upholds the rule of law. Sixteen United States Marines serving at a camp in California have been arrested as part of an investigation into suspected people smuggling. The military said the detentions were the result of information received from two other Marines arrested earlier this month. They are suspected of smuggling three undocumented Mexicans into the U.S. Major Kendra Motz is a Marine spokeswoman. Sixteen Marines were arrested in association with two previous arrests for human smuggling, and these Allegations for those 16 Marines range from possible human smuggling to possible illegal drug activity. Temperature records have been broken in Germany, Belgium and the Netherlands for the second day in a row as hot air pushes up from North Africa. In Germany, meteorologists are verifying a provisional figure of 42.6 degrees Celsius. The same temperature was reached in Paris, an all-time high for the city. The BBC's Lucy Williamson reports. The city of light has become the city of heat. Across Paris, 
Air-conditioned shops, cool museums and public fountains make up a new city tour. At 42 degrees, even tourists from Brazil are struggling. It's very hot. The summer in Brazil is not like this. It's hot too, but here is too much. The government has warned people not to stay out in the sun. But with offices and schools closing early and most homes without air conditioning, not everyone's prepared to stay inside. Up to 150 people are feared to have drowned in a shipwreck off the coast of Libya. The UN Refugee Agency says about the same number were rescued and are being sent back to Libya, a hub for migrants making risky sea journeys to Europe. The UNHCR has consistently called for survivors not to be returned to Libya, where it says they are detained in inhumane conditions. The agency's Charlie Axley urged European countries to change their approach to those trying to cross the Mediterranean. We need to see the, the role of NGO boats conducting search and rescue operations acknowledged. They've saved countless lives at sea in recent years. But for that, they should not be criminalized nor stigmatized. At the same time, we need a return of European state vessels. Gunmen in Brazil have stolen 750 kilos of gold at Sao Paulo airport. The suspects entered the airport disguised as police officers and used a forklift truck to steal the gold that was destined for New York and Zurich. Police estimated it was worth around 30 million U.S. dollars. Initial reports suggest the suspects may have kidnapped the family of a senior employee on Wednesday to gain inside information about the cargo. A man jailed for a gangland killing in Australia has had his conviction quashed after his lawyer was revealed to be a police informer. Following Nicola Gobble's exposure, several other high-profile prosecutions are under review. The BBC's Howell Griffith reports. In Australia, it's known as the Lawyer X scandal, the name used to describe defence barrister Nicola Gobbo until her identity was revealed. For up to 14 years, she represented some of Melbourne's most notorious underworld figures, whilst, in a breach of her duties, also secretly passed information to the police. One of her clients, Farouk Orman, today had his murder conviction overturned after serving 12 years in jail. Appeals from other convicted criminals are expected to follow. British Airways is resuming flights to the Egyptian capital Cairo today after suspending them last weekend. The airline said its decision followed a thorough assessment of security measures. BA gave little in the way of explanation at the time of the suspension, apart from saying that it was part of a routine procedure. But it said this did not mean there were security loopholes at Cairo airport. The halting of flights was criticized by the Egyptian authorities, who said the airline... The European Central Bank has issued a clear hint that it may cut interest rates or resume quantitative easing at its next policy meeting in September. Here is the BBC's Theo Leggett. The European Central Bank is clearly concerned about the economic outlook for the euro area, which ECB President Mario Draghi said was getting worse and worse due to global economic weakness, the uncertainty caused by trade tensions and the possibility of a hard Brexit. In a statement, the bank said its main interest rates would remain at or lower than their current levels until at least the middle of next year. The bank is also exploring other forms of economic stimulus, raising the prospect it could choose to resume quantitative easing, pumping money into the economy by buying bonds and other assets. 
In finance, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,456. That's 138 points down on the previous close. And in currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 108.62 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 72 cents. And to the sports now, here is Atom Jiang. The first cricket test between England and Ireland is still in the balance after the host ended the second day on 303 for 9 at Lords to lead by 181 runs. Jack Leach stepped up for England. He scored 92 in a second wicket stand of 145 with Jason Roy who hit 72. Leach narrowly missed out on being the first England night watchman to score a century. Yeah, very surreal. Uh in front of a Lord's crowd uh, sort of batting I guess and, and uh, scoring some runs so um, yeah it was uh, nice to be out there and, and sort of do a job for the team I was trying to eat up some balls and um, take pressure off the batters coming in and, and um, yeah it seemed to go on longer than I thought it would and everyone else thought it would England were 77 for 7 before Leach came to the rescue. Their former captain Michael Vaughan says the rest of the batsmen let themselves down once again. You know, they have played on some wickets and the ball has swung around over the course of the last two or three years, but there's been many occasions where the pitches have been flat and today was that number one that you're placing an Irish attack, you've got to be ruthless. And England should have scored 500 and plenty against this attack on the pitch that they played. Not saying that they should have got it today, but going into tomorrow, they should have been declaring mid-afternoon with 500 and plenty and saying, game done and dusted. Cycling's Tour de France headed into the Alps and it was the Colombian Nairo Quintana who attacked with seven kilometers out to win stage 18. French rider Julien Alaphilippe retains the leader's yellow jersey. Egan Bernal is now 90 seconds back, with his Ineos teammate and defending champion Garen Thomas now in third. Here's the BBC's Simon Brotherton. A gripping stage in the High Alps, won alone by the Colombian Nairo Quintana on a day when Egan Bernal attacked from the group of overall contenders to gain half a minute and move up into second place behind the man who's still in yellow, Julien Alaphilippe. It was an incredible show of fortitude from the Frenchman who was dropped near the top of the Galibier following an attack by Geraint Thomas, who suddenly led the chase of his own teammate. The group of contenders came back together with Alaphilippe catching them again on the descent towards Valois. Bernal's gain of half a minute has moved Moved him up into second place overall, just ahead of Thomas, but Alaphilippe is proving an inspired and stubborn opponent. The NBA's Milwaukee Bucks have added a veteran three-point shooter to their lineup. 38-year-old Kyle Korver signed with the reigning Eastern Conference champions as a free agent on Thursday after he was waived by the Phoenix Suns. Korver shot close to 40% from three-point range last season while playing for Cleveland and Utah. His career 42.9% from three ranks him third among active NBA players. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories again. Two policemen have the convictions overturned for beating up Occupy activist Ken Zhang. Yunlong residents propose an alternative march route for tomorrow's protest. And there's a plunge in new private flat developments. And that's the news from RTHK.